In such a climate, the dangers of social upheaval are high in the Chinese government's mind. And this is one reason why China believes it should join the World Trade Organization as a developing country. The WTO has two different sets of rules for developing and developed nations. John Taylor argues that China should be treated as a developing country. When you're looking at the World Trade Organization, you have to look at the benefits that will come to China in terms of economic growth, and the benefits that will come to it in terms of human development. Though, of course, the two are related, the impact of the World Trade Organization on these two areas will be different. So, if you're looking at patterns of foreign investment, if you're looking at the kind of sectors which will export commodities to industrialized countries, then there could be an argument that China should be treated as a developed country. But on the other hand, because the impact of joining the World Trade Organization could be quite adverse on areas of human development, for example, China's ability to continue reducing its poverty levels. China's ability to do something about the increasingly regressive distribution of income within the society, China's ability to do something about its fairly high levels of unemployment—these are all things in which you know treating it as a developing country would actually benefit it. So it all depends which aspect you're focusing on, and I think that the the human development aspect has to be taken much more seriously than it is at present. Whether a country has developed country status makes a difference to the terms of entry, such as the amount of time they're given to make the transition to WTO rules. This has made the issue a particular sticking point in the WTO negotiations, as Jun Wu explains. There has been lots of、uh, unpleasant feelings, even anger from China's side. And they think the international society, especially some major members of the WTO, let's say USA or sometimes the EU as well, China think they asking too much from China. Why should we really like、uh, bend our <laughs> knees, you know, to just to become a member of the WTO?、Uh, even the China's chief negotiator has said this is a political. Choice and decision is not an economical one, because China is a developing country. If you not accept China as a developing country, you, know, you deny the basic、uh, what China is. But of course, now this has been solved, and I think there has been a compromise from both sides. So they they meet somewhere in the middle. As Jude Howell observes, this is symptomatic of the way China often behaves in international negotiations. Whether China is or is not a developed and or a developing country is, is a very interesting question, and I think the Chinese government and many Chinese people have rather ambiguous position on this. On the one hand, China likes to see itself as a developed country and to be considered as an equal to America or Europe, and so on. On the other hand, there are advantages to playing the developing country card as well, as in terms of preferential treatment and so on. From the point of view of the international institutions, China sees itself as the leader of the developing world and plays a very appropriate role in taking up issues that are sensitive and difficult, particularly with regard to powerful developed countries. In fact, the WTO may be useful for the Chinese government. A set of rules imposed from outside may actually help it push through its own ambitious program of reform. The consequence could change the very nature of government itself.
It has been said that over the past years before the WTO, the reform in China has been from inside, from China's own initiative. Uh, it's not a wholesale reform, and this WTO will be different. There will be a whole set of rules, market economy rules, applied from our side. China will have to accept it wholesale. So this is the key difference, and people do realize that the functioning of the government will have to change a lot. At the moment, the government is heavily involved in the running of the economy, and they realized this will have to change. Probably, the government's role、uh, will be to make the laws, the regulations, and then to enforce the regulations to make sure they are properly abided. Will be more detached from the actual economic running. The country's legal structure is. Definitely developing. The Chinese Minister of Justice said, "What we are trying to do is, in 30 years, to develop a legal structure which Britain has taken well over 300 years to develop." And I think that is broadly speaking true. While it's doing it, of course, there are all sorts of problems because lots of things are not clear, and therefore it isn't clear sometimes to business from outside China going into China exactly what the rules are. But not all areas of government and legislation are likely to be equally affected. If you're talking about areas like commercial law, for example, then I think it'll actually look very similar to the kind of commercial law you have in industrial capitalist countries. But while those changes will go along, I mean, there there would be other areas of law which relate, for example, to social aspects, for example, the marriage law in China or conditions for divorce, which will remain essentially Chinese for many years, and they're very, very different from what we have here. There are practical limitations to the pace of reform. You may think of China as a centralized system, but in fact the provinces are very strong. They could be resistant to change and not moved by arguments that it's imposed by the WTO. The other thing, of course, is one thing to、uh, devise the laws and draw them up. It's quite another to implement them in a way that is fair and transparent. And China is such a vast country. I mean, you you decide to do something in Beijing, whether that is done in the far reaches of、uh, the west of China is quite a different matter because they may not even have heard about it. So, does China's entry to the WTO reflect a path of development that's intrinsically different? On a trivial level, every country's development is different. But does China's trajectory challenge contemporary wisdom? Current theories tend to assume that development is achieved through a liberal capitalist route. Your answer will almost certainly depend on your background and outlook. The WTO is mainly about trading, about、uh, services, and about、uh, the intellectual properties. It, it does not govern every areas of economy in terms of how you run the economy. So,、uh, WTO. Membership doesn't mean you cannot have a state-owned industry. If we look in the reform period, it has increasingly moved away from state intervention in the economy. The private sector has taken off. There is increasing foreign investment. So, we have already many of the features of a capitalist economy. I think China's transition is different from other developments towards a. Industrial capitalist economy in other parts of the developing world, simply because China went through a long period in which its industry and its agriculture were collectivized. It may have only been possible for China to implement the reforms and have such great success with the economic reforms from 1978 onwards because of the 
base, the economic base, the industrial base, the social base, the stability, and which had been built up in the period before that. Of course, we know there are errors such as the Great Leap Forward and the political turmoil and instability of the Cultural Revolution period, but we cannot overlook the fact that considerable economic achievements were made in the pre-reform period. So its historical backdrop makes China a rather different case to other countries. I think we are misled very often by the fact that China is still officially a communist country. It is governed by the Communist Party of China. I think one has to be careful. You know, you can, you can label a country capitalist and it can mean all sorts of different things. It's not a capitalist country in the sense that the United States of America is a capitalist country, but if you look at the business practices in China, they are becoming more capitalist by the minute. And, and uh, even the Communist Party itself has now suggested that entrepreneurs should be allowed to become members of the party. I mean, that would have been unthinkable even two or three years ago.